Okay, sorry. I've, I've been sitting at going live for two minutes now. Uh, but thank you. The Fernigators win their game against Eastern Washington 52-17. to 17. And this one's just going to be a, a brief, uh, you know, 15-ish minute episode. Tomorrow we will have a full episode out. As always, 3 a.m. podcast platforms, 8 a.m. on YouTube. Uh, Tuesday, you're not going to have a tape Tuesday. Just going to get that out there now. Uh, because I'm not going to have access to that film in time to actually set it up and do it. But Florida Gators win the game 52-17, which is a big win here. I know it's Eastern Washington, and Florida should have handled them and should have beaten them very handedly. Um, but we will take wins wherever we can. We saw Samford last year, or Florida didn't have a great game, um, and they almost dropped the game to an FCS team. But Anthony Richardson, my word he was absolutely dealing today uh, it was it was just fantastic football um he was just going nuts against them like that was just again fantastic football by anthony richardson uh he just finished six for nine 185 yards two touchdowns one interception which was um a bad one We'll say I think we could all agree that yeah that was a uh, that was a, that was a pretty bad interception that he threw, um, but yeah it, it was just a good game overall. You liked what you saw from the Florida Gators offensively that they were throwing the ball deep, they were challenging vertically. Uh, yeah, also say whatever you guys want in the chat. I will acknowledge everything in the second half of this bonus episode. Um, so yeah, so say whatever you want in the chat. I'll acknowledge it in the second half of this bonus episode while we get going. But, yeah, I mean, it, it was just a great game from Anthony Richardson. The confidence was wheeling and dealing out there. Big plays after big plays was fantastic to see because this was a Florida Gators offense. And, again, we'll talk about this more tomorrow. But this is a Florida Gators offense that, for the first three games of the season, really didn't challenge vertically often. And that was the thing I would complain about last year as well with the Florida Gators. They didn't challenge vertically. You don't need to be a great deep passing team but make them respect the deep ball. And that's something that under Dan Mullen, the Florida Gators didn't do very often. That's something that in the first three games under Billy Napier, they didn't do often. And then against Tennessee, they had to do it. And they kept it going against Eastern Washington. One of my concerns was that they would just go, okay, let's just run the ball out. Let's just run the clock out. And let's just, let's get out of here with a big win over a lesser opponent and walk away with that. And just say happy, say that we're happy with that one. Um, Luckily, the Gators did not do that. They, they threw the ball vertically often, and it was beautiful when it worked. I loved watching the crossing patterns from Anthony Richardson or with Keon Zipper, Anthony Richardson connecting with him. Keon Zipper is someone who I feel like I've been talking about for a long time now, just saying let him make plays. Uh, two catches, 48 yards for him. One was 27 yards, one was 21 yards, and those were his only two targets. It was great there. We finally saw the offense work those the the reverse and the wide receiver screens not really but we saw them work the reverse with ricky pearsall instead of xavier henderson and it's like thank goodness we finally saw a, a creative wide receiver play with the creative wide receiver like that that's incredibly infuriating that we hadn't seen it justin shorter had one catch it was on the first play from scrimmage for the gators 75 yards touchdown so justin shorter continuing with his little hot streak that he's going and i thank goodness anthony richardson and him are finally starting to connect because justin shorter is the type of receiver that anthony richardson 
should be trying to connect with frequently. That's just what he does. He, he likes to throw the deep ball. Justin Shorter can win the huge majority of 50-50 balls, and he's one of those players where, like, it's not a 50-50 ball if you're throwing at Justin Shorter. It's a 60-40, 70-30, and that's what you love to see from a receiver like Justin Shorter, which is big-bodied, ready to go up and make any contested catch, and ready to make a big play whenever he's asked to do it. Um, should, we, should we talk about the defense? Because, you know, like 17 points, not bad to give up 17 points. Um, so there's that, but also that first couple of drives were just so bad by the Florida Gators defense. It was just no push. And again, we're going to talk about this more, but I don't know what it is, but there's just not enough talent right now in this Florida Gators defense to really be a competitive team like, and competitive. You can compete with most of the teams you're going to play against, but when you play those top tier talents, you're going to struggle a bit. And we saw the defense struggle against Tennessee. We saw them struggle against Eastern Washington. They struggled against pretty much every team they played that wasn't Utah. They played a great game against Utah, and pretty much since then they've struggled kind of kind of bad. Um, we'll see what happens when we get to Georgia and what Georgia's even going to look like because last two weeks they haven't looked too hot. But this is overall just a, a big win from the Florida Gators. It was great to see how much depth played. I think we saw six tight ends play, um, which is just fantastic for the huge majority of the season. We were seeing two tight ends play, and that was it for the entirety of the game, besides maybe one or two plays where someone else would step in. But for the huge majority of the season, it was Keon Zipper, Dante Sanders on the field, and they were the only tight ends that would play consistently. And it was sometimes Jonathan Odom, sometimes Nick Elksness, but aside from that, it was just very, uh, I, I, I want to say very thin at tight end, where we would only see those two guys. So it was great to see Noah Keeter played a pretty significant amount, Nick Elksness played a pretty significant amount, uh, Jonathan Odom played a pretty significant amount. Um, we also saw, yeah, Keon Zipper, Dante Sanders, of course, were out there. And there was one more tight end that played that I'm trying to just look at the list because I can't think of it off the top of my head. But, yeah, it, it was a great game for the Florida Gators depth-wise. A ton of depth were, was on the field today, and that was fantastic to see. Um, I'm still trying to think of that other tight end. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm trying to just think of the, the last tight end that played. Uh, we saw Keon Zipper, Dante Sanders, Noah Keeter, Nick Ellisonis, Jonathan Odom, and Griffin McDowell was the last tight end that played. I, he didn't play much that I saw, not expected to play much, but it was uh, it, it was nice to see. So we did, we did see that. We're about to take a look at the, the chat, which hasn't been lit. I know there's a Florida Gators press conference going on right now, so uh, not really expecting it to be lit. But first, we're going to have to take a quick break with a quick word from sponsors because as the sun comes out and small businesses are back in business, LinkedIn Jobs makes it easier for you to grow your team. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the people that you want to interview faster and for free. And if you've never used LinkedIn Jobs before, I highly, highly recommend it. So I got my last job on the receiving end of LinkedIn Jobs before I got locked on gig. And I mean, it, it's fantastic. It's simple tools like screening questions. It makes it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience that you're looking for to hire. Because I mean, you know, there's quite a few people that are not super qualified there. So at least with LinkedIn Jobs, you kind of get to take that approach early on. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality 
hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates that you want to talk to faster and for free. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. And the Florida Gators going into this game were at 39 and a half point favorites on Bet Online. They did not cover that spread because, well, Florida uh, didn't want to cover the spread, I guess. I don't know. They, they don't like covering the spread is my point when they're favorites. I don't get it, but they, they insist on not covering the spread, especially when it's a big spread like the South Florida game. Bet Online is your number one source for all of your betting needs and sports information. I've been using Bet Online for almost six years now. It's got so much, not just football, baseball, basketball, soccer, hockey, tennis, darts, ping pong. Uh, you could bet on politics. I know there's, you could bet on the Brazilian election, which, by the way, is happening this week. So, yeah, get your bets in there real quick if you can. Head to the website today or use your mobile device on all about the trends and action. Check out Bet Online. It's where the game starts. Now we're we're wrapping up this little bonus postcast here, talking about just this game. I know the chat was not live. Uh, I, I, Travis said it was awesome to see the young guys balling and Lingard, which I like that you had to specify that he is not a young guy. Um, but yes, it, it was awesome to see so many young players play for the Florida Gators. I mean, Jalen Kidna was an absolute breath of fresh air for the Gators. He, you know, we spent so much time saying, "What if Anthony Richardson gets hurt? What happens then?" While Jack Miller the third is still out. And Jalen Kidna came out and balled 10 of 13 passing 208 yards and a touchdown. But I think the thing that stood out more to me with Jalen Kidna was his just absolute, um, his, his confidence, his gunslinger mentality. He just throw these balls that probably shouldn't have been thrown, but they were getting, they were connected. They were tight window throws. That's the thing where I was like, I don't care if it's Eastern Washington. These are tight window throws that are being completed by Jalen Kidna. So it gives you a little bit of comfort knowing that if something happens to Anthony Richardson, which I'll knock on wood because we're hoping doesn't happen, but if something does, then you're at least a little more secure with your backup quarterback situation there. Running backs, I mean, we saw Eddie Battle play. We saw Lorenzo Lingard play for the first time. Um, we saw Carlton Joseph, Carlson Joseph play. And that's just, it's something that we hadn't seen depth-wise. Obviously, none of them got a ton of carries. Lorenzo Lingard, 544 and a touchdown. Eddie Battle, two for 31. And Carlson Joseph, two carries, six yards. It was just refreshing to see that much depth. Um, hopefully, they don't play for the rest of the season, if we're being honest. That's just not what we want. We want to see the main three running backs play, along with Anthony Richardson and a wide receiver run mixed in here and there. But also, depth-wise, Dejon Reynolds, two catches, 74 yards, along of 54, which is his career long. Caleb Douglas made his Gators debut. Uh, one catch, three targets. All three of them were just legitimately just go routes. Um, caught one of them 62 yards. I mean, it was just a great play. It was a beautiful connection. Jalen Kitna clearly has a chemistry with Payday, Caleb Payday Douglas, um, which I'm cool with. Like you, like, you have a quarterback that has a favorite target as a receiver. That's a good thing to have. It's great to go, oh, he doesn't have favorites. He's going to throw to the open man. But there's also such a thing as chemistry, and clearly Jalen Kitten and Caleb Douglas have it. Maybe next year, if Anthony Richardson isn't in Gainesville, maybe that's a duo that we'll be seeing quite a bit of. Xavier Henderson got targeted, hear, hear me out, down the field, which was fantastic. But um, We saw Khalil Jackson had a fantastic catch, just fully extended towards the sideline. It was a beautiful beautiful catch there um 
it was it was just incredible to see. Uh, offensive line, we got to see quite a bit of changes. We saw Austin Barber play. He started at right tackle. He played left tackle when depth came in, which made a lot of sense considering he's been kind of pinpointed as the future at left tackle. So seeing him play left tackle, Cameron Waits playing right tackle, is exactly what we were hoping to see. Miguel Mitchell, I don't know what it was, finally playing, and he played great. He forced a fumble in the backfield. Um, Prince Liam and Mialine woke up a little bit, and he he forced a fumble. He had a strip sack himself. Derek Wingo played. Kamari Wilson got the start, obviously. Scooby Williams played. Um, Jaden Hill made his return, which we'll talk about. It wasn't a great return, but it's also like he's just coming back from pretty much almost two years. It's been, what, uh, 20 months since he played, so he's just coming back from that, so you don't expect to see anything great. Did make a fantastic play on fourth down. Chris McClellan played well. Justice Boone didn't, I didn't really see many plays. Javon Dexter just completely disappeared. I don't know what it is, but that man is on the ground. So I don't want to be coach 30 with it, but he was on the ground um, a lot. Dewan Black played. I, I, I can't pretend that he played well. Um, he played briefly, but I cannot pretend that he played well. It was pretty much just him running around like, like his hair is on fire and making plays. Um, but again, you want someone who's doing what they're supposed to be doing. And he kind of just seemed like he was just yeah, going over consistently. Um, so it was great to see the young guys play, especially when we're like, well, the old guys that are starting are making a ton of plays. Kitna looked decent. Proud to see him and do. Yeah. Uh, Dominic. Yeah. I mean, Jalen Kitna looked phenomenal. Honestly, considering the expectations, he looked phenomenal. I, I get it. It's Eastern Washington, but again, he was making tight window throws fairly consistently and and he was doing it just that's the thing that you love with with that confidence is a lot of times a backup quarterback will come into the game and just be like okay just don't screw up just don't screw up and Jalen Kitten was just letting it fly he, he was just slinging it downfield with reckless abandon and I loved it um so Jalen Kitten at least I think when when Jack Miller is fully healthy I know he's questionable going into the game obviously uh ended up not dressing not playing but when Jack Miller III is healthy, it's going to be interesting to see who's going to be listed as a backup quarterback because, you know, Jack Miller III did not have a fantastic spring, did not have a fantastic um, just preseason, that, that whole process. Um, so it's interesting to see if it's going to be Jalen Kidna or Jack Miller III. I think we're looking at that backup quarterback spot being open again, especially going into next year when a lot of people are thinking Anthony Richardson won't be in Gainesville. Personally, I think unless he keeps up this past two-week stretch, I think he will be back in Gainesville. But, uh, yeah, it, it's it's good to have a little bit of comfort at backup quarterback because it was just a bunch of guys who had never touched the field. Where, again, Jalen Kidnett wasn't playing Bama out there today, but playing Eastern Washington, he did his job, and that's a very important thing that people are not going to talk about enough, although they should. Going to wrap up this live, this postcast. We will have an episode tonight, 3 a.m. Eastern time on on uh, audio platforms. We will have 8 a.m. as always tomorrow morning to talk about this game more and, and bigger takeaways from the game. But thank you. I'm Brandon Olson from Locked On Gators. Thank you for tuning in. Make sure to like, subscribe, comment, review, all that stuff, and I will see you all tomorrow.